damn it, I wanted the opening line to be, why are you puking, bro? Because that's, I hit record <laughs> and then you said that. And then it didn't record. And I was like, it's stupid. <clears throat> oh, you're not uh, getting out of me again. Unless oh. you puke. Unless, unless I actually case, puke. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, why are you puking, bro? Not exactly. Radio. Hey, we're back. Hey, I know it's been a while. and uh, We're very sorry, but not really sorry. I was too busy buying a house and getting married to do things. So I apologize. That is my fault. Wait, did I say not sorry? I don't know. Either way. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But the point is, we're back here to wrap up the end of the year. And, uh, you know, for 2020, I know I, I just got married and bought a house, but uh, good riddance. Good riddance to 2020. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count this marriage and bought a house thing on the other side. So it's like almost 2021. So it's like right there in the next yeah. year. Really tempted fate there, guy. <laughs> um, I really, yeah. It's, well, knock on wood. Uh, I don't have any but, salt to throw over my shoulder. I got the fingers crossed for you real quick. Thank you. I appreciate it. If I'm going to bet on anybody, I will bet on Amber, though. So, oh, like, yeah. My wife. Oh, I could say that. My, my wife. wife. Oh you yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I've done it several. <laughs> I've done it several times. I've done it several times. Where, like I posted it on like like Instagram or Facebook, and I was like, I hope everyone gets the context and not just like think me shouting my wife. <laughs> so I'm like, I hope everyone does it in the Borat voice when they're reading it. Either way, I mean, not I exactly. Do. Yeah, good. You also got to exactly go the redneck version too. Like you talking to my wife. Yeah, I guess I do sometimes. <laughs> I do like, though, that uh, in the vows, sorry, behind the scenes here, real quick for our <laughs> listeners, uh, Amber brought up that she did not like the My Wife jokes. I and... know! <laughs> I instantly started doing them. Oh, my God. It was no question. No, no anything. It tickled I was gonna me. Do it. it tickled me. It's, uh, it's a thing. So, boys, here we are. Not exactly radio with me, one of your hosts, Betty Kay, and... Tony, just counting down the minutes of 2020, Tony. Just counting down the minutes, Tony. Just Tony. Love that stuff. And, and always, as always, with this whole pandemic going on, we have our good friend and uh, confidant, Kevin Gesme, with us again. You know, we established the run, so at this point now, we just get to take a knee and That's it. let the clock run out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, take, take our victory stance right here real quick. That's it. That's what we're doing. I do think the lamest, uh, well, that's 2020 for you, is whenever some weird sports thing happens within the context of the game. I'm like, right. Weird sports shit happens every year. That's kind <laughs> right. of the, the reason <laughs> right. watching sports. I like, how, I like how people find a way to put all their bad luck on a year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, like, it just so happens to be 2020. And, yes, it has been shitty, but it's not because of that reason. It's not only, yeah. It's right. just – some of the things all lined up. <laughs> remember, remember what, what year was that? Was that 2013? The fail Mary? That wasn't 2020. I'm not blaming it on the year. Yeah. Go pack, go. Anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up. I am blaming the fact that the Bucks didn't win a championship this year on 2020, yeah, though. I am, bl- I, am blaming, <laughs> I am blaming the Disney bubble. Instantly hypocritical we are. Here we are. Blaming As Dante DiVincenzo said, uh, the home court advantage is sleeping in your own bed this time around mm-hmm. so like it doesn't matter if fans like i i get it 
Also, I mean, yeah, it's an, it's an intangible. That's why it's, you know, something you don't want to bring into the sports arguments. But I don't know. I think these guys feed off of energy. Basketball is such an energy sport. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a game of runs, as they like to say. That's why, yeah. like, the Suns, like, went on that crazy run in the bubble before the before the playoffs, and they still missed it. They, like, won all their games, like, in a row. and Undefeated. They, Undefeated in the bubble. I can't take that it. away from them. Man. The sons are now, killing it there. And now they have – now dad's home to <laughs> – What does that mean? Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Paul. Paul got traded to the Phoenix He's not Suns a fun and, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's, Which is probably why the Bucks nixed those rumors. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, where are the Bucks? He, he, he would not be in okay. favor of the uh, uh, antics that were going down before the game. And, you know, that was a big thing that we lost – down there in the bubble is you didn't really see them doing the pro wrestling stuff before each game yeah that's true Uh, and now we lost robin lopez who wears our heels so do we still have brooke we do still have Brooke. Mm -hmm. okay all right we have the better one (laughs) we got the better one (laughs) you're not wrong but i do love robin i know Uh, i mean obviously he's the biggest miss team chemistry jess is very sad about that but uh but he's also so he's the very online brother compared to Brooke, uh, who isn't at all, even a little bit. I, lo- I still do enjoy, like, when Robin first joined the team, uh, that he put up this gif of Sideshow Bob and his brother in a jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I absolutely love it's that. True. It's true. It's really true. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, the, the next thing about Brooke Lopez is that, like, I've seen a video of this guy pretending to shoot and act like Brooke Lopez after he scores and everything. And like the body language and everything that he does is like, like super good. It was stuff like that. And just like, I don't know. I don't want to call it stiffness when he's shooting or like the way he shoots or the, like his odd shot. I don't know. It's he's a really... very solid person. There's not a lot of fluidity to his game, but okay. you know, that comes with the territory of being over seven feet tall and 200 yeah. some pounds. Yeah. I'm guessing that was this Max online account. His name's like Max something, but yeah, he does he, he uh, does videos mm. of NBA players because he's pretty good at making. That's pretty each well, how each one moves. <laughs> I remember when Brooke was cooking the Celtics two years ago. He did a Brooke video after one of those games, and just the way that. Brooke just trudges down the court. Yeah, it's like the way like, he, he like... keeps up, but the way he <laughs> looks, he looks like he should be Bigfoot. Just, <laughs> just does that, just does that pose where he like slightly bent this way and turned around like this and shit. I know you, I know people can't see that. I know that was more of a visual joke, but here we are. Uh, all right, well, so good. it's time for Kevin to break my heart and <laughs> name 15 songs that weren't my own as his favorite this year. Yeah. Aww. I'm sorry. I, I released 15 songs and I was I don't, I don't remember. Just put it as your list. I, I didn't see your album. You never forwarded it to me. I know. My fucking manager really blew dick at the fucking marketing. You and Chance the Rapper got, got big problems with your uh, oversight team. <laughs> Uh, all right um so yeah yeah. uh let's anyway as tony's alluding to here this is my episode for our year-end list as the title has stated uh i put together i was gonna do it like we did last year was five songs five albums and then five more songs of people who i've discovered this year that maybe didn't put out new music Mm -hmm. but 
that's not how this year's uh, listening went. So I have a top 10 album list here and then Mm. five songs of kind of an in memoriam segment that you get to look forward to here at the end of the episode. I was going to say, I was trying to find that music that they play at like the Academy Awards for like the best, like the, when they do the whole thing where they're like, I'll just put, I'll remember you. (laughs) See, that's the, okay. See, as much as, as much of a music podcast as this is, I wouldn't be able to do that because we wouldn't be talking about the song. So that would actually fall into (laughs) some sort of copyright thing where Sarah McLaughlin could be like, or whoever the fuck sings it would be like, I'm pretty sure it's Sarah. Okay. I mean, she's like that song in Arms of an Angel are basically the same thing to me. I thought so. Also, uh, go ahead and do it because if we're uh, hit by a DMCA, uh, we maybe. Oh, that's true. Noticed. (laughs) Notice us. Maybe maybe we will do that just to see what happens. Notice us, senpai. (laughs) Senpai. (laughs) So, yes, Kevin, that was a good breakdown Uh, of what we're going to be going through. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Before we get into my list here, uh, let's give our. First ever, not exactly radio, album of the year. Uh, You're not going to see this on any of our lists here because we all kind of agreed that it was the best one to come out this Mm -hmm. year. Run the Jewels with RTJ4. Absolutely. Um, We did an episode of it. Uh, If you want to listen to us rant and rave about that, go back and listen to that episode. All we can say are just good things. It was pretty much the identity of the summer here in 2020 yeah well they it released was, it shortly uh, after, after very we... prescient yeah <laughs> yes uh that's kind of really why we all came back to it still at the end of this year because we're like mm-hmm. jesus that was like the soundtrack to our summer of riots mm-hmm. you know general uh, political uprising right yeah yeah that's much better yeah um, same much better editorial thank you there <laughs> uh but see the, my problem is riots are cool <laughs> when i <laughs> when i say riot i mean it as a cool thing but yeah most people have a bad connotation to that um but anyways yeah so i mean it was just so prescient and i mean just also lp's production on that one i think is my favorite it's so good it was solid. It was solid. Very smooth. Um, very, very clean. The problem is it's a $35 album on vinyl that I have to now wait for next month in order to go out and purchase real quick. Uh, Why can't you do it now? Uh, because Christmas spending has robbed oh. me of a bank account. Especially seeing as I'm about to do more Christmas shopping here today. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I do have to say I was a little mad at my Spotify Rewind. Uh, apparently all of RTJ4 ended up just outside of my top five of anything. Oh. So none of, except for uh, my top five artists listened to where they came in at number four. Uh, none of RTJ4 ended up in any of my Spotify Rewind like stories and whatnot. So shit. I was a little sad about that. For an I, album of the year, it's uh, not really holding up here, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to more vinyl than ever, so yeah, some of my things were knocked off. That's why Tom Waits, I think, was top five, because I don't have any of his shit on vinyl. I was going to say, like, when I saw your list and I saw Tom Waits on there, I'm like, oh, did I do that? Like, is that <laughs> is that what I did? That's good stuff. Like, I did listen to that, you know, playlist a lot. I got to know him a lot, but mm-hmm. like I said, is uh, all my faves were mostly vinyl listens this year. I also, I also I had the... the, thanks to quarantine, I had that sunroom Fair. set up during the day at work, so I was and at work listening to Spotify mm-hmm. this year. 
yeah, all that. Anyways, I, I also want to make the argument. Now I forgot what my argument was. God damn it. Oh yeah. Okay. So we could before, just argue. We could just argue. <laughs> I also want an entire to say, list here for y'all to argue about. So we'll <laughs> that's very true. But I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say that. Uh, oh, now I forgot again. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Oh, okay. I remember, remember again. Okay. So before we we jumped in here a couple days ago, Tony said that we were talking about Tom Waits because I pointed out that his Tom Waits is like his top five, and he's like. And then Kevin's like, yeah, I'll listen to Tom Waits too. So he gave him the playlist and Tony's just like, get ready to be sad. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? (laughs) It's not all sad music. It's actually pretty nice. Like, I guess there are some sad aspects, but like. His tempo is somber. Yeah, I noticed that across, regardless of whatever whatever he's singing about, it is at that 3-4 tempo where it's just, or halftime. I'm not, it's not, I'm not exactly a scholar moving. yet. I, I don't know all the words. I just just, I just know how you make it yeah. feel, man. Yeah, it makes me, you know, all those minor keys and his voice, man, just makes me feel like awesome. I did like that of it always just that makes got me, sent to me. It um, always just makes me feel like there's that there's that SpongeBob meme where he's with Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and I can't, it's like a Halloween episode. So Mr. Cra- they're around a campfire and Mr. Krabs is like telling a scary story. It tends to be a meme of like, you know, uh, me explaining the different ho- holy wars through the 17th century. <laughs> and then SpongeBob's just like the girl in the bathroom who just wanted my Coke. <laughs> but that's Tom Waits. He's uh, Mr. Krabs is like, he's just sitting there telling me all these stories. And I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> like i just wanted to sit here and have a campfire and he's talking to me about dead hookers <laughs> i don't think tom waits has a song. anyways let's just let's go on to campus all right does it, does so it, they kick us off here sad yeah. hookers fine sad hookers fine they yeah. might as well be dead <laughs> all right sorry go ahead kevin at the beginning of the year Gorilla set off on an ambitious project. They collab with an artist and put out a music video and release these songs periodically through the year COVID kind of hampered this, I feel, to being realized to its fullest extent, but they still managed to put out a killer collection of tracks. Released in full as an album on October 23rd, Gorilla's Song Machine Season 1 Strange Times is my number 10 album of the year. While some of my favorite songs of the year aren't on this collection, it's this low because it does feel just like a collection of things rather than a tight, cohesive album. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, getting it going right away that is our number 10 there uh the song i put on the playlist for these fellows to listen to was desolate uh features fatuma i don't know how to say her first name uh no i had it or uh i think i got a good shot at it i'm pretty good with names uh fatumata diawara diawara is i know i know how to say her last name diawara uh but yeah, it it as happened right around when the album did come out. Tony sent me a message. He's like, "You've listened to this, right? Because this is like an extremely year song type of thing." And I was like, "Yes, yes, I have." Uh, I don't have an elaborate lead into number nine, other than to say that I'm fully in the Freddie Gibbs bag. Released on May 29th, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist is my number nine album of the year. The production is a little more straightforward than what Mad Lib was doing, but The Alchemist lays a bed for some of Freddie's most acrobatic lyrical performances, in my opinion. It's also a fun time capsule from the earlier this year, 
because on the track 1985, there's both a Last Dance, which was the Michael Jordan uh, documentary reference, and then also a Tiger King reference. In case y'all <laughs> forgot that was a thing that what? happened. What? Oh! <laughs> First of all, I also wanted to say, I noticed that no Joe Exotic is on this list. Uh, Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the song I picked for the playlist was something to rap about, featuring Tyler, the creator. Uh, fun fact about that, as Tyler mentions at the end of his verse, did it in one take, which... That was really cool. It just... Thanks again, Tyler, for making me feel bad for not putting uh, uh, your album last year on my top... Uh, album list thing there this is just, uh, this Igor is just... Igor was like it's still and he's still great it's it's all it's all great I think this is just Tyler's way of you know sticking it to you as you <laughs> mentioned he's just like I know you didn't fucking put me on that list last year god damn it you Kevin Gesme from Milwaukee I can't believe you <laughs> so I'm gonna do this one thing in one take and you're gonna fucking love it I did the way he described the music bed as it sounds like the boat I haven't bought yet is still one of my favorite lines of the year. It's it's such a and it encapsulates that track perfectly. It's so fucking good. I'm gonna rap about it. yeah. I didn't even think about that in that way. Where like it just kind of brings everything together. Like here are things that you can rap about. Ah, that's just a very basic, <laughs> very basic explanation of that song. But no. yeah. And while I think this countdown is. So nice. How about let's get to the list and then you tell me where it placed? Because I just want to start talking. Where where are we? I'm I'm going. Yeah, I'm he's going on he's on number nine I'm right going now. Through, I'm going through. I'm going through my top ten, counting it down. Yeah, so we oh, can go. talk about them. Keep up. <laughs> so right now, what's right. uh? We got number eight coming up. So there. last year. I put a record by the band Better Oblivion Community Center on my year-end list. Their members were Connor Oberst and Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe had a bit of a public explosion this year when she put out her critically acclaimed album Punisher. I loved that album, and it would have been on this list, except for the fact that it reminded me a lot of another album that I just spent a little more time with. Released on July 24th, Taylor Swift's Folklore comes in at number eight. Mm. Uh, a collection of pop-tinted folk songs that just had me in my feelings all summer long. That was a fantastic album, too. Like, I, I couldn't... I, I didn't listen to Taylor Swift much before this album, but then when I listened to it, it just felt... It felt right. Like, I don't know, like, how to explain it better for myself, like, listening to music like this. But, like, it just felt good to listen to. I went with the song Betty uh, for the playlist, which has... Probably solidified itself as my favorite and probably the best song on the album. Uh, but what did come up in my Spotify playlist was Taylor took my number one spot as my most listened to artist, and mm-hmm. then uh, Exile featuring Bon Iver was my number one song of the year, which kind of cheats because it would be the song that would be put, pl- it was the as far as I got into on the album when I was going to work. And then rather than starting at the next song, I would just start with that song mm-hmm. on my drive back home, listening to the album. So <laughs> it, it got double the plays uh, instead of the rest of the album getting only its single streams. Mm-hmm. Tony? What? <laughs> you, got <things> to, <laughs> you got things to say about Taylor Swift? Uh, Talk about that amazing album. Energy. 
uh, I don't know. It's the morning. Uh, I remember it happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I was going to say, like, the way that Taylor Swift was able to, like, I remember the album, I think it was the album before this, and I'm not quite sure. There was, like, that song, and I know I brought it up during our, our episode of Taylor Swift, but that song, Look What You Made Me Do, which completely turned me off, and I was just like, fuck this. I don't, like, it didn't, I'm, I'm not one to, like, judge music or anything like that. I don't like doing it. You listen to what you listen to, I, that's fine. I, I don't care. But, like, I don't know what the, the thing about Look What You Made Me Do just fucking hey. it turned me off like just I don't know. it was her worst single it was her worst single it's her worst album very uh, very it was very corny is not good. and not it, like cute corny because she can pull off cute corny it was trying to be it was like it's like kirby with a knife <laughs> like that's what it was it was just like kirby oh, okay. what are you gonna do with that knife you're gonna eat it. <laughs> You're gonna eat it and turn, then into, a turn into a knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to say, like, I remember, like, specifically in that song when she got to the part where it's like, "Hello, oh yeah, you can't talk to the old Taylor because she's dead." I turned off the song. I was like, "That's it's, it. I'm done." It's so bad too because then she just it remained the same Taylor Swift we've always known. Like after that too. But like, I want. Yes, I do want to say like this album like was fantastic though like this like whatever I don't want to say bad blood I had for Taylor Swift not that it really fucking matters bad blood I like, got bad I blood like, I like that is, song. That, is there actually a song that she sings called bad yeah, blood yeah that's one of her yes. other singles it was, <laughs> it was accidental pun baby and then uh yeah that one's funny because it has Kendrick Lamar on it, but uh, a lot of the on the remix, yes, uh, <laughs> for, for some reason didn't include his version. <laughs> Either way, I think Taylor Swift did a fantastic job with this album. It felt really nice to listen to. Everything that she did on this album was great. It just felt like a good like we did it before fall happened, and and uh, we I think at least in my mind I decided like this would be a great sitting in the fall leaves kind of shit. Just like listening to this album, good stuff fireplace and shit yeah good stuff all right <laughs> uh so moving on uh this year was a bit of a downer someone who seemed to still have all the fun in the world this year was one thundercat released on april 3rd thundercats it is what it is is my number seven album of the year now i had it as my album of the year in our mid-year report so check out that episode if you want a more fulfilled gushing on it but it's still just a great jazz fusion record whose tracks last just as long as they need to the indulgent ones deserve their full time and some of the half thoughts stick around just as long as they need to this song gets stuck in my head constantly, especially this How week. How do I look at my dude? It's so good. Just like the beats too. It's like this retro kind of feel to it. And then when he starts singing, it just sounds like it's something that could be sung in like Baby the 70s. <laughs> I know I'm covered in cat hair. I smell good. I still smell good. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. It's just so good. And the music video is fantastic too. The music like, video is excellent. <laughs> I believe, did Tony show this to us? I sent you, you sent the music video because okay. I had been listening to the album and then was like, let's go see if uh, any of the videos have popped up. And of course, that one popped up. Damn, so good. I know uh, a good friend of ours, Chris Davis, he uh, he was on a episode, I think it was last year. Or was it this year? Fuck, I don't remember. We did one with uh, for, <laughs> we did one for Oasis, not Oasis, god damn it, uh, Liam Blur. Gallagher. Oh, oh, 
Blur. Was it Blur? Was it? We did both. You've done so many. <laughs> we have. Oh, God. We did one for Liam Gallagher and Blur. And we talked to Chris about both of them. But he loves Thundercat, too. And that kind of, I don't want to say it caught me off guard, but I'll remember. I'll, like, I've, you showed us this song, uh, Dragon Ball Do-Rag. And then we talked about it for a second. And then Chris is like, oh, fuck yeah, Thundercat? Hell yeah, dude. I'm like, oh, shit, nice. And he was just one of those people that people have been telling me to listen to for the longest time. He was like, you'll absolutely love it if you just give him a shot. And it was like, all right, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And mm-hmm. I finally got around to it, of course. Yes, I absolutely love Thundercat. He's great. Fantastic. Very fun. Uh, but speaking about Dragon Ball Durig, unless Tony, did you have any uh, more to put in about Thundercat there? And no, it is what it is. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no, I know. I, I like this cat a lot. He's good. He's bad. <laughs> so speaking about Dragon Ball Durig, three individuals that show up at the end of the music video there happen to be in a band together. Mm. Oh my god, they At are. number six, released on June 26th, Haim come in with Women in Music Part 3. I don't remember, but I might have mentioned them during my mid-year. Uh, they're with their EP. Uh, they have a song or two off of that that I think I brought up back then, uh, all of which ended up on this album. And after a bit of a letdown of their sophomore album, they came back strong with just one of the best rock albums I've heard in a long time. And it's one of the first sounds not from the 70s that makes living in LA sound like a good time um, it's deeply personal it's that kind of confessional that makes me empathize with this record on a level I couldn't connect with on the first two and I absolutely love it it's so great I love these girls yeah it's hit after hit really it's it's just it is the most one of the more accessible listens when I checked out your list because um, I already meant to get to them uh, and then Jesus Samaro, they appeared on there, uh, had a fun interview, reminded me again, still forgot. Finally, the message came through when <laughs> you put it on the, and then uh, I really did enjoy it. Uh, it's just every song just has a great hook, a great sound to it. And uh, the other part about it is they're all unique tracks too. They don't very much so together yes. where you just kind of lose where you're at. So, uh, Ben, if you haven't made it there, I would suggest uh, you follow my lead and check it out, too. Yeah, I, I will have to check it out. I know Amber Amber listens to Haim uh, every once in a while, too. Like, I'll notice that. I guess the only way I noticed that is when we were working at home for a while, and I just heard it from her speakers. <laughs> and it sounded, like, pr- pretty badass, so I, I do have to check them out, too. We both have Amber-pleasing sections in our lists. Uh, <laughs> ben, <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, I, I might not. I honestly I, might not. Wow. <laughs> I included because wow. I have Tame in mine. I have I okay. I might she's have. A, she's a fellow Impala head. Well, on mine, I know. Okay, spoiler alert. I have Idols on what as one of my. Uh, oh my god! I know. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <I> know. <laughs> but uh, shocked. Shocked. They ruined the journey. <laughs> well, I'm not that shocked. Every time, every time that Idols pops on any song, she's like, oh, it's that guy. And I'm like, it's a, it's a whole band because his voice is so unique. And so I guess she kind of likes, I, okay, I do catch her whistling every once in a while. Any Idol song comes on or direct hit comes on, I hear her whistling it. And I'm like, oh, did I play that a lot? And she's like, yeah, you might have. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're, you're kind of whistling it because you don't really like this music all that much, but you're whistling it. So I guess it kind of works. Anyways, yeah, so I'll have to check out Heim. <laughs> 
That's the Jewish version. <laughs> well, they are Jewish. I was going to say, actually, they are Jewish. <laughs> Never mind. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the extra Jewish. It's the super Jew. And, you know, super. it's great. They're, uh, <laughs> well, the, the entire album cover is shot in a deli. Like, come on. You, could, you, couldn't, you couldn't be more uh, uh, Mazel Tov <laughs> if you tried. <laughs> Anyways, what are we uh, doing here? Moving on, Disco is back, baby. Mm. At number five, released on March twenty seventh, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia is the dance record of the year. Pop and neo disco bangers have me have had me throwing solo dance parties in my car and apartment for a hot minute now. Shout out to Chris Stregi who recommended this album to me back in July. I've been bouncing to it for a while now. It's super fun. Uh, highlights include Don't Start Now, Physical, Levitating, including the remix featuring the baby, Love Again, and one of my favorite tracks of the year, Break My Heart. Mm. Yeah, I, I enjoy Two Lips a lot. Um, <laughs> it, it is. I think it's French for Two Lips, isn't it? <laughs> is it? I thought it was her name. I'm a... <laughs> Sure it's <laughs> French for two lips? No, because French is uh, deux. So is it dua? Is it deux lipa? It's du host me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I know she's Albanian, uh, but grew up in England, so like... Yeah, this is just her name, dude. <laughs> I think it's just her name. <laughs> I just assumed. Uh, that's amazing. Um... Yeah, uh, one of the songs that hit my top five songs is uh, the Brockhampton Sugar remix because she sings in it. Oh, so good. Um, she's just great. Um, so yeah, uh, Levitating was uh, the one that hooked me uh, on my Spotify whatever Discover Weekly, and that's how I came to it too. And like you said, man, it's just makes you want to jump and bounce around. It's it's such a fun album. I. Anytime I'm feeling a little sad here, it goes on and immediately in a better place. Like you said, some sort of disco revival. Uh, you get these 80s oh, yeah, vibes with the that. synths and then uh, uh, and then just neo-pop with the, you know, just the beats that are very, I mean, well, they open themselves to rap. That's why uh, the baby shows the up. Baby. The baby. The feature king. The new feature king. Love his features. Uh, Very much so. If he's the new, new if he's the new two chains, I'm 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 100% here for it because that's that's all I want in my life is just to him hop on different tracks. Won't listen to any of his albums anymore. He's already shown he doesn't do much with those. But anytime he's featured, it's great. Um, but yeah, so uh, I like old two lips. <laughs> I'm still going with it. That's she fine. doesn't fucking know me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny, like we were talking about getting, you know, ripped apart by Sarah. If McLaughlin. she notices this, uh, I Notice take it back. Me. This is if she notices this podcast, Dua Lipa. You actually have the number one album of the year. We're moving it. Right, right, oh yeah, jumping you ahead for sure. One hundred like that, and that's kind of going to be that's to be completely honest. It, this was such a hard task for me to put together a top ten list, which is why. I did a top oh, yeah. 10 as opposed to a top five because I like, couldn't imagine I, the pain Kevin would have. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> last, last year was easy because we just kind of sprung uh, the 
uh, year-end episode on the last second. So it was just like, all right, we'll just throw something together. Oh, Here, I've been best. doing the homework. I've, I've been packing the months. albums. I've... <laughs> That's why none of these. I mean, he had his out. homework in yeah. the middle of November. He did, yeah. He's like, "I'm ready." The rest of the year's bullshit. Let's do this. <laughs> Made me miss Chris Stapleton's album, which is also really good. I don't know that I would have made it into the top ten, but Man. shout out Chris Stapleton. There's a few that are coming in right at the finish line that there I can check out. Like, okay, seriously, I know I, I talked about it briefly yesterday to you guys, but there's this band, I think they're from Ohio, Red City Radio. They just came out with an album on the 4th, and I listened to it. I'm like, oh, shit, this might fuck up my stuff. So, Are they a punk rock band? They, they are a punk rock band. Speaking um, of punk rock, I have a hot ooh, take for y'all. Okay. I think Jeff Rosenstock is the best thing in punk rock right now. I'm not uh, sure it's particularly close. I put that he's basically single-handedly uh, carrying pop punk into the next generation. Released on like, May 20th. There are Jeff. other bands I like a lot, but just Jeff Rosenstock's been a force. Like Everything he's dropping is just... It, it's kind of making my list bullshit because I haven't contained them. Because <laughs> um, really, every time I listen to him, I'm like, holy shit, this is the best uh, melodic punk I've listened to it, since... I listened to a it, lot of it, melodic punk. Yes. It, released on May 20th, Jeff's fourth solo album, No Dream, is my number four album of the year. Punk hook after punk hook after punk hook. The man has now three straight no-skip albums that just run the gamut of everything pop punk was probably too immature to talk about back in its heyday. But at the same time, it's very surface level. He isn't painting some complex word picture that you really need to dissect and it's this accessibility that i just love to see from an album that feels like that drunken house show that we're not allowed to go yes. to right mm-hmm. now uh personal faves include scram nike alt fame and the beauty of breathing yeah no i have to say like like you nailed it it's good stuff like he, he's he's done great things and his voice always sounds familiar and i always forget he's been in like a billion bands like the arrogant son of a bitches forever. arrogant son of a bitches bomb the music industry uh kudro it's so it's so good it's it's all good like especially i started getting into bomb the music industry a little bit heavier last year and i thought that was fantastic and it got into like, him oh it's his voice is catnip for all of us because that's really the folk punk revival sound that we were Mm-hmm. You know, the against me that w- was at the front of, that was when we were adolescents, and that's a perfect time to get into punk. So it's just, this feels like coming home whenever I listen to him. And I got into him, uh, or started looking into him when he was with Chris Farron in Amer- Antarctica Vespucci. So it's like... A uh, fake two- problem. <laughs> yes. Uh, more, more of the folk punk tree. Uh, just all of the branches growing off of that that you just and i and i like how uh take problems guys progress because remember when he was just like uh the chains junior <laughs> like he, he, he just i still throw on it's great to be alive every once in a while it's like, it's I, a like, great I, like I like this album but it feels quite it feels like... on against me so hard <laughs> yeah um so that, that that's uh what because uh, Chris Farron uh, released a solo thing was that this year or last year? That was last year. It was at the towards the end of last year. Do, it was like hot music or something like. Yes, hot guy music or something. There like that. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun too. So fun. Yeah. Uh, 
What's next? What are we dishing on next? Last year's hyper-specific, I was asked who I wanted music from this year. One person I mentioned was Adele to satiate my sad music itch and to get rid of all the sad white boy Louis Capaldi's that were running around at the time. <laughs> Little did I know I'd be introduced to someone who would occupy a lot of my Saturday afternoons in this space. Coming in at number three, released on July 17th, it's Leanne Le Havis with her self-titled album. Her third record, I found a deeply personal confession of love and longing and heartbreak to be the palate cleanser, soul, slash R&B, slash just great fucking music that I needed. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> also love the radio cover head on here uh, with weird fishes. Creep? Uh, no, Weird Fish is from In Rainbow. Uh, this is just one of my favorite albums, period. Uh, highlights include Green Papaya, Bittersweet, Paper Thin, and Please Don't Make Me Cry. Uh, it's, it's fucking beautiful, man. Adele, because losing weight is not always the solution. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was so much be- I missed the thick Adele. But- I- you Better know, looking I, and not weird. The, the, not weird. weird the not weird part is uh, <laughs> the very, bigger problem. <laughs> very, very much it. Uh, her her Rasta day. I don't know if it's. I forget which uh, rapper it is that she started going out with, but I feel like it's. I have a black boyfriend now, so now I'm allowed to do black things. That oh, wow. she's just doing weird oh, no. shit. Yeah, bring back Thick Adele. <laughs> Quarantine tried it. <laughs> Get back in your house. Stop being skinny and weird. <laughs> uh, well, can we talk more about this? Can we move on? Leanne Le Havis? I, 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 I like, I just, I really hope uh, she has more coming down the pipeline like this. Uh, I listened to her first two albums. They're good. Uh, but like this one here, really, she should be a bigger name in the mainstream now with this album here. I, and I feel like it's, it's, she's right on the cusp of breaking. Through, I, I feel. feel naming it self-titled this time. Yeah, might be like a, and that Warner's releasing it might be Warner's gonna try to put their weight behind her. Yeah, um, well, I hope so. Like she's wickedly talented. Like yeah, I'll check out bittersweet. I'll definitely check out the whole thing now, especially coming off of such a strong recommendation Mm -hmm. from my partner. (laughs) All right, what's next there? Back on the 4th of July, Disney released a pro shot of the musical Hamilton. Now, I kind of listened to the soundtrack before, but not really. and I didn't know much about it before watching it. Went in kind of cold. So believe me when I say that I was shocked, shocked, to see my favorite murder-rapping boy, David Diggs, show up as the French guy in Thomas Jefferson. At number two, with their follow to my album of the year from last year, it's clipping with visions of bodies being burned. Released on October 23rd, the sequel slash part two slash extended thought of their existing addiction to blood is more horrorcore rap that again reaffirms my belief that in the spooky month of October is when all horror media should be released. Yeah. My faves off this include Say the Name, 96 Nev Campbell, and Pain Every Day. But what I loved most about this album is there's this extended music video slash oh experimental God. short film that Clipping put out that works as a music video for the interlude Invocation and Pain Every Day. But it's this hauntingly beautiful and terrifying visual experience. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on 
the name Visions of Bodies Being Burned, so check that out for sure. Well, uh, speaking of visual horror experiences, like, I don't know what the hell Tony was doing, but he was, like, moving around like <laughs> his, a weirdo. His brain, his brain is melting. I just saw it, like, yeah, no, that no one could see it. It's my face. That's what I'm picturing, just somebody's think, face being melted. I think I'm going to try to save this clip and upload it to YouTube just of you just going like this while Kevin's talking about <laughs> shit. That's not a bad idea. Good oh. idea, Ben. Write that down. Okay. That cover threw me off because it's basically the cover from their album last year. So I'm like, except it's teeth, which replacing needles Jeez. with teeth is significantly more terrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but teeth outside of the mouth, or if there are too many teeth in the mouth, mm-hmm. like that's already. I, I hate it. It's teeth are gross. As yeah. much as as much as a smiley person as I am, teeth are awful. I dislike them. When, there, when there's more than there needs to be, then yes. And especially seeing as they're the ones that are meant to like fall out of the body, like you grow like oh, <laughs> teeth are bad. I just like teeth. Oh God. oh God. Either way, I do think that this uh, the song that you showed us here, and it makes you want to listen to the rest of it. Uh, it definitely has a a dark feeling that kind of makes me want to do that. This is is this the same? Okay, you had this on their list on your list last year, and I think you talked about it briefly. Um, is this the one? Oh God! What was the song you had on there last year? Uh, that reminded you of this, or that you had this? So the album was "There Existed Addiction to Blood." I forget. Yep, what that's the, the one. That's uh, the song. Yep, that's what I was thinking of. That's what it, it gave me the same feeling as that one right there. The song was. Was it? It was "Blood of the Fang." "Blood of the Fang" is the name of the track. Yes. I was trying to find your year-end top. There we go. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a great follow-up. Uh, listening to the albums front to back uh, was a great spook. It made for a uh, fun wedding time experience. Uh, I was listening to it going to and from uh, the wedding time parties and adventures that Ben was throwing, a man who throws his wedding on halloween of all days you know so if, <laughs> so if you want to know our spooky time credentials uh here is our paperwork filled out in triplicate i'm putting out this uh i'm putting this in my head as a possible future purchase because this is a great shirt um drop it oh no mind this will take too long continue so even if RTJ4 was on the list, it'd be behind this album. My favorite band put out my favorite album of the year, Sue Me. Released on September 11th, American Head by the Fleming Lips is my album of the year. Mm-hmm. It's their best music since Yoshimi, maybe even ever, as it's their most complete thought, even more so than Yoshimi or the Soft Bulletin put together. Like, Wow. While it doesn't have the standout tracks that either of those albums had, it's the high floor of every song being fantastic that elevates this record to being a classic, in my opinion. It's not as political as I thought it would be with a name like American Head, but it does speak to living in a little big city that we share with Oklahoma City here in uh, Milwaukee. My faves so- are every song, but uh, I'd be remiss not to single out got in the policeman because casey musgraves has a golden voice of an angel uh, flowers of neptune six 
at the movies on Quaaludes and My Religion Is You, which might be the closest thing they've written that's anywhere near the level of Do You Realize? Mm. Uh, movies and Quaaludes, that's, that's really cute. That's, <laughs> that's like a song written for Kevin. Yeah. Uh, but God and the Policeman, uh, just very powerful outside of, you know, because Casey, like you sang all the singing. And then uh, I really like the bass on this one. Um, heard it through the car uh gave a good, nice boom to the subwoofer which gave this whole extra layer to just a lot of body to it and mm-hmm. makes you really feel it in the chest of this just impending doom that comes to our main character uh who's on the phone the story of the song is he's on the phone with his wife and they're kind of uh doing this last phone call that uh, never got to happen. It's all of the stories here are based on people that Wayne grew up with or knows in real life. Uh, so, like, it's got this very uh, biographical feel, day in the life of uh, a city that it's just it's it's such a perfect album. I can't. My only problem with it is that I bought it on vinyl and the gatefold is shit. Like, they made it out of the same... Like, hold on. One second. Oh, we gotta do this right now. Hold on. He's grabbing grabbing the album. He's grabbing the album. And luckily, it's not that far away, folks. I know we're on a podcast and it's a visual medium, but... Don't worry. Like, they they, they made it out of the same... They made it out of the same material as the sleeves, but, like, also, the vinyl is on a sexy blue. That is cool. That is cool. And then on a... For disc two, it's on a sexy purple yeah so like, always a hoe for the colors but always. like the the gatefold like it it's so it's so bad it's of this like <laughs> plastic material and i i don't oh it's it's trash it's ladies just, and gentlemen uh kevin is about to rip up that album in front of us accidentally i'm not even trying to like harm it and it's like flapping all over the place mm-hmm. ah my only problem with the album that's it that's that's the only issue I have with it. Is that its packaging wasn't better. Well, I still, oh, well, I still can't. I still can't. Uh, I I can't get over. I think Kevin, you made me a solid fan of Flaming Lips when we talked about uh, the, what album did we talk about? I'm sorry. Yoshimi battles the pink robots. Yes, I know it's a long fucking title. I can't remember it. That's but, why I just um, call it Yoshimi. Yoshimi. Uh, when we talked about Yoshimi, and then we went to Riot Fest later that year. And uh, and and watched him live, and I was like next to you this entire time, and you were like we were hugging. It was super emotional, and that like made me a fan of Flaming Lips. And I like I really appreciate that moment that we shared there. That was really cool. And so like that just like just hearing you say like American Head is like your top album is just like it's it's it, I I could see why like it, fucking that's awesome. That's so it's, awesome. It's everything I was hoping for and more. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's a good list right there. That's a good solid list. But Tony, I know you got something going on right here. Oh yeah. So we uh, have made it to the Wayne Cone section. So now that we've made it to the Wayne Cone section, I need Kevin to play a game with us. But Uh-oh. we got to do the hyper specific drop. Hold on. Here we go. Hyper specific. Uh, Kevin, it is time to play the Cone game. You're gonna have 30 seconds. You need a name. All the cones. Okay, ready and go. All the all the cones. What what cones? I don't know any cones. Just any uh, cone. Traffic cone. 
uh, big cone, little cone, uh, ice cream cone, <laughs> ice cream cone. Uh, 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 I fifteen don't know seconds. Cones. Uh, a uh, uh, soccer cone. Uh, <laughs> Wayne cone. <laughs> It's coin is the problem is it's not cone. Five seconds, four, three, <laughs> I two, don't know any cones. One. Cones of Dunshire. Ah! <laughs> the final buzzer. That's a good one. So okay. you got seven cones. Uh, some notable cones you have missed are silicone. <laughs> Get ready for all of these, dude. Get ready. How, for all what's another one he missed? Another one ben. is Coney Island. <laughs> what about pine cone oh pine cone what about the cohen brothers the one that made the big no that's cohen that's no, not cone that's cohen we determined that still counts counts just like michael cohen trump's former lawyer <laughs> you also um, forgot yep fucking cone heads Oh, I did forget Coneheads. Yeah. You forgot 90s New York Yankee pitcher David Cone. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we get? What else do we get? Anything else? Uh, the Cone of Shame. The cone of Shame. Oh, cone so of Shame. That's what you're yeah. putting on next. That's it. Uh, he did. I, I don't know. I got seven cones. I feel pretty good about that. That's true. Uh, you did forget chocolate dipped and cherry dipped. <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> well, you, when, when, you know when you go to like McDonald's or Dairy Queen you get a chocolate yeah dip I cone. figured those I figured you, you, those you know go, yeah. underneath ice cream cones nope because you call it a chocolate cone or a cherry cone <laughs> all right all right all right all right, <laughs> all right so uh, do we have more games game. before we uh move into the immemorium no that was fun that that was our one game but uh, and it also didn't even work because apparently it's Wayne Coin. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Coin. So uh, next time you'll play the Coin game. <laughs> Dime quarter penny. The loony <laughs> machine. <laughs> Laundry. That's it. That's some good stuff right there. God. All right. Let's get in that in memoriam right. here. So because I didn't really discover a whole bunch of new people this year that like didn't put out any music i kind of wanted to go through a list of some people that Very meant fitting. something to me uh that we've lost over the year 2020 uh kicking off the list with little richard uh i don't know if y'all ever watched the movie brave little toaster uh, <laughs> but the song tutti frutti is featured heavily in that movie and that was one of that i watched very very young and the song and the man himself, Little Richard, uh, gay icon. Like, can can you say more about a man? This yeah. uh, this track is perfect in the way of whenever you, wherever you play it, it just fits like a movie soundtrack. Yes, one hundred percent. One sure. of those just undefeated tracks. It played in my car the last time I listened to it on the way to the grocery store, and it just makes you feel like you're ready to go do something cool, not throw on a mask and buy some pee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, R.I.P. to Little Richard. Uh, fucking inspired so much swag. Just it, one of the original swag kings. Very much so. 
Uh, don't know that you get Prince without Little Richard. Right, for sure, for yeah, sure. There you go. Um, that, 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 that's, a, that's a good point. Uh, to continue this in memoriam, too, I am including uh, one of my tracks made it specifically so we can honor the fallen. So consider that, Ben. Okay, okay, shit. <laughs> but uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just kidding. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, so RIP the man. Let's move on to another man. Uh, somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even. And in, his words, of, and in his words of wisdom, I found an ace that I could keep. He Kenny fucking Rogers. knew to fold it. No, he folded it really well. No kidding. Like right before that pandemic, he's just like, ah. Like, I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm done with this. Who's no. president? I'm out. Done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a feel for Dolly losing her partner in crime. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. Like, uh, it's the man. I never did a lot of listening to Kenny, but the Gambler is just one of those undefeated tracks that it's true. I, I, it's a damn shame a lot of people know it now because of that Geico commercial. But at the same time, good on the Geico for commercial for putting it back into the public conscious yeah. because it's just such an excellent story song, mm-hmm. rip and chorus, and you know. Shout out to the man, R.I.P. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like this is a song that is kind of like a staple that if it's playing, I'm not gonna skip it ever. Like it's oh, so it's so good for sure. Yeah. Uh, so back in 2018, I went to a music festival, Eau Claire's Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spell it funny. Uh, we like to pronounce it Oaks Claire's. And uh, our friend group, uh, but one of the main attractions for that year was a tribute to John Prime. Uh, it was the one of the few sets that Justin Vernon came out and played the entire thing for. So it was kind of like Boney Vare doing a tribute, plus then like a whole bunch of everyone else who was playing during the festival, like picking off a few tracks. And then John himself came out for like the final three or four songs to play them himself uh so i got to the man a little late to the party uh he himself was already a little late to the party he was discovered in chicago in the 80s sounds like a guy who's just been around forever with the folk music he's been playing uh but i i have to say it it breaks my heart that uh we lost such an inspiring dude uh this year and that i wish i had had more time to eventually see him in a more uh cozy setting something that something would have been great of like catching him at like a coffee house or bar or something of him just rocking through his tunes yeah i say rocking it's 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 folk music folks like we we aren't tearing the roof off the house here the track i picked in spite of ourselves uh, it it's just become one of my favorite songs, just period. It's another movie soundtrack song to me where it's telling the story where it feels like it's setting a table. Like, I feel like this can play at the beginning as a, like a small indie yeah, slice for of sure. life story because sure. it is a slice of life story in the song. And I like it. And I, I always like when songs are honest using words like horny and stuff. Like, you at know? first, <laughs> it makes you pause, but it's way more honest than prettying up the language like they it's two people that are singing very honestly about each other and mm-hmm. I, that's what i enjoy 
Um, next is uh, I love toots, man. I love all kinds of toots. I love the sounds <laughs> they make, the noises they make. Um, but this toot made a lot of great noises and a lot of great sounds. Uh, you know, pro- uh, probably did some of my favorite smells too. Um, <laughs> all right, of the grass variety. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk toots. Pressure Drop was a song that I discovered uh, off of the soundtrack to Gross Point Blank, uh, John Cusack movie from back in the early 2000s, late 90s. I forget which one, uh, but it was a cover by The Specials. And like right around that time, I was also listening to a lot of Bob Marley. Uh, and to not come off as that kind of reggae poser you start going into and discovering a few pieces so you discover your peter tosh and toots and the maytals uh we lost toots this year we were good he it definitely feels like he's one of the people we lost because of the pandemic not maybe specifically because of covid but robbing a man of there are some people where it feels like they're only still alive because they get to go out and tour and play music for people. And that's the reason why they're still kicking around. And it really feels like he was one of the first that we kind of lost this year that uh, just robbed at an age that it feels right that maybe he went, but at the same time, like still had many, many years to kick it if it, if we weren't in the situation we were in. Um, I am... Well, I work slowly on learning how to produce, create some music, uh, working on that reggae offbeat key, which bands like Toots and the Maytales uh, perfected that off stroke key from the beat where it's the yeah. boom, nerf, boom, nerf. It's the upstroke, yeah. Yep. So, uh, been having fun uh, learning that. Um, and again it's just it's another it's just another way to appreciate what uh is a very classic sound like you listen to reggae you think uh, you know and it's, it's just it's interesting to now that i'm getting into a little bit of how that sound is recreated i why I, I will say that uh i am very late to the toots and the maytails party because like i i didn't I meant to listen to them like a while ago and like everything else in my life I was late and then he passed <laughs> away so then I finally discovered them and finally started listening to them and it's been it's been fantastic and I feel terrible that I didn't fucking listen to them earlier because this is like my shit this is good stuff right here I love it it is great put it on during the summer and just sit there uh, it's mm. it's classic porch music yeah for sure uh my last one here, uh, I have five for the Immemorium. Uh, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen, one of the few who had an actual claim to being just the guitar king, hero, guitar god, god, whatever you want to say. Like, like you don't have to like rock music and even this Panama, just the opening. It rips. Guitar. It fucking rips. <laughs> it just, just every time. Uh, I was uh, try again this grocery store run. I have to keep talking about, but I was coming <laughs> back with Panama playing, and there was a guy in a full sweatsuit running, like the full sweatshirt. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah. <laughs> and it just looked perfect. So the opening guitar riff, him walk, running down the street. I'm like, yes, I want to run with this guy now <laughs> <laughs> to Panama. 
you know, so many other people that enter into the guitar conversation, like either have like, need to put on this air of mystique, like a mystery thing, like you're Jimmy Page or like they're a tortured genius, like a Pete Townsend or whatever, just dumb shit cloaking <laughs> their everything. Eddie Van Halen, he made it look fun. He just made being out there look like a fucking good time. And then and it's something that just like doesn't happen that. Well, yeah, I mean, he's so good at guitar. He made a song called Hot for Teacher. <laughs> like, <laughs> blast. Like a song yeah. about being horny for a teacher. <laughs> God. But then um, also, but, also yeah, I was oh, gonna say, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Uh, like this is cover of uh, "You Really Got Me Now." Just that that intro solo that he plays there. An interruption was... that yeah. uh, I forget who. And I'm sure it was a VH1 special that I was watching him, but they told him like, you can't, you can't face the crowd when you're playing it. People are gonna watch it and they're gonna start ripping off your sound. So like, he would when he initially started playing "Eruption" because it was the whole tapping thing he would play it with his back to the audience to like Ooh. mystify like, and then, and then he stopped doing it and it was like, great. That's, that's what we want is like fucking show off, man. Just go the fuck off. You're right. great, man. Okay. Ah, that's some good stuff right there. Lost some good ones this year, unfortunately, but uh, you know, that's uh, it's 2020 for you. I'm not trying to blame. Eh, fuck it. I don't know. How to, I don't know how. To well, that was cancer that did it. So fuck cancer. Yeah, fuck cancer. That's that's not a 2020 thing. That's an oh, all the time thing. Fuck cancer time, for, sure. Then, for uh, sure. Again, speaking of now that I'm in the practice of trying to learn some keys, learn some things. Uh, shout out to Eddie Van Halen for helping me through that. What's really been sticking in my head lately, especially when uh, I've had troubles learning and you know tough things or whatever. Uh, I remember just seeing one of his quotes uh, going around now that he passed away of just uh, so much of music is just between you and that instrument. And it's such a, like, you need to have the energy or you basically, you want to have the thirst. You need to just have the thirst to just want to play music for yourself. Like just spent, you know, like so much of it is spending time trying to do it for your own sake. Like it's not going to work if you're going to sit there trying to, you know, learn music and make music for other, you know, always trying to keep in mind that there's an, no, like, unless you're just sitting there practicing every day for yourself, it's just not going to work out. And so that's one thing of when I do, you know, feel like I'm hitting my head against the wall, trying to learn some of these concepts. I'm like, there's no time clock. <laughs> right. I want to learn it. I'll learn it. Right. Um, I'm not going against any, you know, like, cause who knows how long the clock's going to run anyways. But yeah, so that, his, so lately I've been thinking Van, uh, Eddie in my head of just like, he's right. Of uh, this needs to be for you. Absolutely. And what a way to end our first episode, uh, our year end list. Thank you, Kevin, so much for that list. That's a good list right there. That's a good way of presenting it too. Maybe we'll have to do yeah. the same thing. That's why I was confused at first. I'm like, what are we doing? Oh. <laughs> and, you know, I put together a playlist for these guys, and I was just kind of vibing on it. Didn't really stick it in an order. So uh, they kind of had to jump around on their own thoughts and whatnot. I had my yep. own. List. It's, it's really great when the editor has all this shit written down in the order that you gave it to us, <laughs> and then I had to do different times for it. Anyways, it'll, it's Hello, fine. Whoops. I figured it out. I figured it out. It's all good. Um, but yeah, it was a good first start to December here with Kevin's year end list. Cannot wait to get to Tony's next time. 
And uh, until then, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do all that good stuff. We're trying to hype up some of our local pals that are, are, are putting out some awesome music, which we should uh, bring up. Yes. Uh, next episode, uh, a yeah. friend hit us in the DMs, and uh, we'll – this will also give him uh, time in before we discuss my tracks. Yeah. Um, Eli Cash, she's a local rapper. So my uh, playlist contains rap, about seven, eight tracks, I would say. So Sounds good. Sitting for next week. Can't wait. Nice little teaser for next week. Until then, it's me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and... Tony just Tony. Tony just Tony. And of course, the awesome Kevin Gesney. Thank you again for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. I trust. I trust.